Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right. Apparently, nobody listening uh, to this program has had the Josh Allen injury. Had one call yesterday who had experienced the Josh Allen injury, the sprained elbow, the ulnar collateral ligament. Um, But I guess we'll take that off the table then. So... Uh, if you're just joining us, I'm I'm doing three topics because it's Friday and I'm mailing it in. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to continue the the topic that we started with yesterday during this hour, which is uh, the worst scar you have, the most pronounced scar, and the story behind it. And if you were listening yesterday, we had a guy with a scar from a bayonet. And we had a guy with a scar from a potato masher that had been used on his body just above his buttock as a brand. And he didn't even get the tramp stamp tattoo to try to cover it up. So that's kind of an interesting topic. Also, how many of you listening to my voice have hit a deer with your vehicle? How many of you have hit a deer and where did it happen? And I'm asking that because typically when we fall back with the clocks, car-deer collisions increase. And interestingly, although that was just a statistic last week, this week I've seen three dead deer on the side of the road. And I don't think I'd seen three dead deer bang, bang, bang um, in quite some time. Probably the last time we messed around the clocks. And the other thing I'm going to throw out there because um, I know enough veterans to know that you men and women aren't really into the sappy veteran stuff. Um, I get that. So I don't want to do a sappy veteran show. I want to do a real veteran show. If you are a veteran of the armed forces, was it good or is it something, I wish I could get them years back? Just, I'm curious, was it a positive thing for you? Or was it basically something you wouldn't recommend to your worst enemy? And this is for veterans only, okay? Only veterans. Not somebody whose father was a veteran, whose grandfather was at Guadalcanal. This is for people who are actually veterans. And as much as we love them and respect them, Um, again, I know enough of them to know they're not into the sappy stuff and they really don't like to be put on pedestals, which makes them all the more special, quite frankly. But I don't want to, I don't want to lay sap and honey on you that no, what I want though, is your honest appraisal of your military service. Best years of your life, very forgettable, worst years of your life, kind of like to know. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. So 
We have uh, three outstanding topics for your listening pleasure, the final hour of the program on a rainy Friday. Uh, let's go to uh, next up. Mike in Buffalo has been holding on forever. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Mike, go ahead. Uh, good afternoon or good evening, Tom. So a uh, quick uh, scar story, and I was uh, instructed by your staff to call it uh, a delicate area. I cannot use the actual terminology. I don't want you guys to get fined or anything. Well, no, the medical uh, terminology is fine. Delicate area, are we talking about the twig and berries? We're going with the berries. Oh, my goodness. Testicular tale of terror. You can say testicle on the air. It's fine. Testicle. I feel much better now. Yes. Or if you oh. were if you were Dr. Evil, you would say testicle. But please. Yes, that's right. So uh, 12 years ago, when I started uh, an old job of mine, I had to go see a physician before I could start uh, for a physical. Hmm. So when he was uh, examining me, making me cough and all that good stuff, he uh, found a birthmark that he said he uh, didn't like. Those were his words. And I said, well, it's been there my whole life. It's very small. Mark, I didn't think it was a big deal. No one else has ever said anything about it. So he says, you know, before you can start, we're going to go ahead and get that removed. So uh, I say, okay, that's uh, fine, I guess. I need this job. So uh, went and got it removed, went and saw a urologist. Uh, first day of work, about uh, halfway through the day, um, my legs felt real wet. So I went to the bathroom, and I found that all the stitches from the uh, removal had fallen out. <gasps> And uh, I could see the actual berry, or uh -huh. testicle, rather. Uh-huh. So I called them right away as I'm, like, squeezing it closed, and uh, they said, I need you in here right away. And I said, look, this is my first day. I'm not going to leave. I, I No, you didn't have a choice, dude. Stick. You did not have a choice at all. You were going to bleed out, man. No. So being the uh, intuitive guy that I am, uh, very mechanically inclined and good at a bunch of other stuff. I uh, did some quick thinking. I went to the nurse. I told her I had a small cut. I got some gauze. And uh, off of somebody's toolbox, I grabbed some electrical tape. <laughs> you can see where this is going. <laughs> so I wrapped my entire crotch in gauze and electrical tape as tightly as I could and uh, made it through the next four hours of the day. Went to the uh, urologist right after. Um, they looked at it. They're like, hey, I guess we just uh, did it. I can't remember the exact words they used. They said maybe we didn't use enough stitches or tighten it up enough or something. So long story short, they stitched it all back up. I was fine. The bad part was a month later, I got a bill in the mail for the fix-up. And then I called them and said, how do you have the audacity to bill me after screwing it up the first time? And then they have much to say. It wasn't a big bill. It was like 100 bucks, But nonetheless, I have a scar there now. So that's, uh, you know. Few people have seen it, and they've asked about it, and that's, that's about it. Well, unless you uh, have some kinky pastimes, uh, that's something that only very few people are going to be privy to. But I, I would be remiss if I did not interject at this point, even though it worked for you, if you ever are, if you're a man and you ever start bleeding from the bikini area. You, you you need immediate medical attention because you can very easily bleed out very, very quickly. 
Yeah, they had her an infection. So I lucked out on both those things and uh, made it through. Hey, through. not many, not many guys get to see their own testicles, sir. And I'm kind of proud that I was one to talk to you. I appreciate it. All right, thank, thank you very much. Thank you uh, very much. Actually, reminds me of a story I think Buffalo's Tom Segovio wrote about his experiences in a Soviet. Uh, political gulag situation i think it was that book where uh somebody who had formerly been a doctor or in the medical profession had to perform ad hoc surgery on somebody's testicle and uh the point was made that not many people get to see their own that's something i can do without thank you very much but i will watch the angiogram i've watched every angiogram i've had i'm fascinated like that's inside of me that's really cool. Of course, the fentanyl and propofil probably helped that, but uh, it is pretty awesome. When they put the pacemaker in, I, I, I watched the whole thing. It was kind of cool. Anyway, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Well, I mean, speaking of uh, the testicles, um, vasectomy. A lot, lot of guys told me horror stories about their vasectomies. Remember that? That was like 15 maybe 15 years ago, did that show the day I was getting mine done. And I will honestly tell you there was nothing to it, absolutely nothing. And one of the proudest moments of my life, one of the great achievements of my professional career is being here at the company Christmas party within about two hours of the completion of the procedure. So if I can get a couple of man points back on my card for that, Thank you. Back to the calls. Here's Dan in uh, testicles. Here is uh, Dan in, there's nothing like a shorn. All right. Uh, Dan in Hamburg. You're on WBEN. I've suddenly turned into Dr. Evil. Hello. Hi, Tom. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, it was, the year was 1981. I just graduated from high school. Um, I was making money to go to college selling firewood. I, said, I might have even told you this story before. So I go to the woods one morning to cut trees, and my saw had died the day before. And my brother always used my saw, so I said, well, I'm taking his. Mine had a 16-inch bar. His had a 27-inch bar. So I'm cutting logs up for firewood. The tip of the, the saw hit the next log over. It kicked back and hit me in the face. Oh. So, first thing I think is the chain has stopped. It just broke my nose or something. Well, by the time I got my hands to my face, they were red. My white T-shirt was red. And I looked at my little cousin who was with me, and I says, we got to go. Hmm. Drop the saw. Uh, go ahead. No, I I'm just saying, oh, like, wow. Oh. We were about three or four miles from the main farm. Drove the tractor back to the main farm as fast as I could. My mother comes out because I was back early and she wondered what was the matter. She took one look at me and went to scream and nothing came out. So I'd hit from just below my left eye, about an inch from my left eye, maybe less. Down through my nose, through my upper lip, and into my lower lip on my chin. 
Oh, dude. All the way down into the sinus passages. Yeah, I went in the mirror in the bathroom and looked before we left for the hospital. It looked pretty gnarly. Okay, I need you to hold on, Dan. This this may be the best story we've heard, okay? I'm just saying, guys, can he, he could have died, like, easily. Uh, let's get back to Dan. Uh, we're, we're the scar stories. You guys want to tell scar stories. Veterans, uh, let's see. Oh, okay, we've got a couple of veterans lined up here. Don't go anywhere, guys. Even if I go to a break, please stay there, okay? Because it is Veterans Day, but I don't want to do sappy stuff because – Every veteran I know is really turned off by putting on a by being put on a pedestal. I what do I what do you want me to say? Um, let's get back to Dan in uh, Hamburg. I mean, we love you, we appreciate you, but you don't. You know, you're like yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, Dan, so you you look in the mirror at the cha- the the, the uh, Hamburg chainsaw massacre you did to your own face. Yeah, it was about uh, the gas was about an inch and a half wide going down my face um it the, the nose kind of opened up and it was into the sinus passages and stuff so but it, the bleeding had stopped by then so really to the hospital. I, yeah well going now this is what the doctor told me he says going down the road on that tractor with the wind blowing in my face literally saved my life he said if you'd have sat down there in the woods and waited for help to come or something, you'd have died. Yeah. He says you would have bled out. Yep. But because the wind was blowing in my face, it made it the it clotted the blood and it made it stop bleeding. I will be dipped. Now, uh, Dan, just a quick question. You know that I think scars are pretty cool because they make you look badass. Your scar has gotta be really bad. No, it isn't. Not really. <laughs> Seriously. If, if I show you, you can see it. But um, I got, we got to the hospital. The nurse at the emergency room, we knew from our hometown. And she goes, listen, this was in Gwanda at uh, the old Tri-County Hospital. She said, listen, wait for Dr. I'm not going to say his name. He's the best. She said, you're not bleeding anymore. You're in no danger. Wait for him. He's the best. So we did. And I was in surgery, I don't know how, four or five hours. Oh, my. And I asked him afterwards, how many, you know, Doc, how many stitches? He says, after a couple hundred, you lose count. Yep. And <laughs> he, but I, I don't have that. He did an awesome job. I mean, I have down on the side of my nose. If you look close enough, you can see it. And I got a spot on my upper lip. I can't, I can never shave because I got a bump and stuff on my lip. Dude, um, I, it's that that story is awesome. Not going to lie. It's awesome. But thank the doctor and probably your genetics for um, not having a massive, like, life-changing scar. There's badass and then there's tragic. That would have been tragic. For a month later, I was pick, still picking bone pieces from my side of my nose and stuff. Would work their way out. Yeah. I'd be, you know, rub it. And then all of a sudden, oh, there's a piece of bone. Pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're my new hero. Week after I got out of the hospital, my brother, who saw it was, made me go and use a different saw. But 
but I had to use a chainsaw. He says, you got to. He says, you'll never touch one again in your life if you don't. And I did, and I've, I've used them several times. I got to tell you, uh, if that had been me, I don't think I'd ever touch a chainsaw the rest of my life. But then again, uh, when people get in car accidents, uh, they're not real fond of driving afterwards, but uh, you have to be mobile. Dan, thank you. That's an amazing story. And, and, and that's like the best that it, it, that's probably the best one we've had. Anybody want to I mean, not that it's a competition, but. That one's going to stick with you all weekend. The other one that's going to stick with you all weekend is the guy that sat on the deer's neck. Okay? That's going to stick with you. Okay. Um, if you're on hold, kindly stay there. I know we've got another break coming up. It's a pain in the uh, turkis. But just uh, your your call is so worth it to me. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, it is Veterans Day 2022. Thank you to all veterans. And uh, that is one of three topics that we have. Everybody wants to talk about their scars still. We started this yesterday in the 5 o'clock hour and kind of continued it today. Also, uh, if you've hit a deer, where did you hit it? How long ago? And if you are a veteran, good memories of serving or is this something you'd really you could have done without? 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's get back to the calls. Uh, Sam is first up this uh, half hour, and he is a veteran. Sam, welcome to the program, sir. Sam. Do we have Sam on the line? 
Well, let's uh, not be too hasty here in making a judgment about Sam's ability or willingness to come on the air. Uh, might be our phone. Might be Sam. Let's try it again. Let's go to Sam in Hamburg. Right Sam, you're on WBEN. Welcome. You guys got me? Yes, sir. All right. Very good. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Tom. Naturally. Um, yeah, the nature of it is, was the service worthwhile and memorable or not so much? So, well, was it was it good or was it bad? No, I would say it was good. I would say it was good. I was uh, a guy at high school. I was 17 or 18 years old when I joined. Um, I did five years in the Marines, and I would say that was the best thing I could have done as a, as a, as a young man. I, I met I met friends and, and associates and stuff that will last a lifetime. Was so, there ever a time when you uh, were first being broken when you thought this was a mistake, this was a bad idea? No, no. And the reason is is that if anybody's listening that knows me is that my dad was in prior in the 60s during Vietnam and my brother was in prior to me. So I had been prepped so many times on what was ahead of me that when I got to boot camp, I was like, well, I thought it'd be worse than this because <laughs> I'd heard, I'd heard so many things that it, it just like, you know, I was overwhelmed as a young, you know, as a, as a young guy that when I got there, I was like, all right, I'm kind of ready for this. And you know, this is this how this is going to roll. So that's, that's like, great. So it was a good experience for you. Absolutely. It was absolutely. I was not ready to go to college uh, by any stretch. I was not mature enough. Um, and for, for, for me at the time, it, it was it was the right decision to make. Uh, so, it was, it was okay, awesome. what? It was uh, awesome. Tell, tell us how the United States Marine Corps made you the person you are today. Um, great question. It, it, you have to grow up immediately when you get there. And they... They teach you how to they, – they, you, you have to grow up immediately when you get there, and you have to conduct yourself as a young man from day one. And and it, it's – you know, a lot of people look at the Marines in and, and that fashion is they're, you know, they're very rigid and, and that kind of thing, and, and there's a lot of truth to that. Um, you know, you learn a lot of things as a 17, 18, or 19-year-old that a guy going to college would not learn, just how to conduct themselves. Well, how to make a bed would be one. Well, yeah, but I mean, just just the simplest things, just just you know, uh, posture and 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 wearing the you know, just not wearing white socks with shoes, you know, just just a thousand little things that that would never be learned if you just went to school out of high school. Um, that my job field didn't really translate well to the civilian world, um, which is okay. But I picked up a thousand things just as a, as a just as a candidate for work, just as a good employee. As somebody who who loved it, how come you didn't make a lifelong career out of it? You did five years. Yes, because I did not want to keep deploying. Ah. So yeah, I I I had a really comfortable position in Japan for two years, um, on an Air Force base. If there's anyone in the Air Force listening, at Sugi. are all. No, in Misawa, northern Japan. All right. Um, and then I went to Camp Lejeune and did a med float for six months. And the, and the experience in the med float was, was awesome because I saw the med and I saw North Africa. But with my job field, um, I would have kept deploying again and again and again if I had stayed in. And I, I 
I just didn't want to keep deploying. And that's what it would have been. Very, very so. interesting. Well, the nomadic military life is not uh, for everybody. But the good news is if you'd stayed in and had kids, they all would have been rock stars. It's amazing how many rock stars come from military families. It's bizarre. Uh, yeah, thank you. Point. Sam, thank you very kindly for the call. I appreciate it. And I hope you got the day off today at least. I most certainly did. Thanks. Outstanding. Thank you, Sam. Uh, yeah. Talking about, uh, well, we're talking about scars if you're a if you are a veteran yourself, best time of your life, worst time of your life, man. If anybody's hit a deer, although that doesn't seem to be t- taken off today, so uh, let's go to Don in uh, Verysburg, Donald in beautiful Verysburg, New York. You're on WBEN. How you doing, young man? A long time listener, back from the breakfast days. Oh, that that does go back. I was actually young then. <laughs> anyway, what's on your mind? Older, I just turned seventy. Okay, many moons ago. Over by the Larkin Square, there's a road called Roseville. I lived on Roseville Street. Actually, we moved. My grandmother lived there. I used to go back in the summer, play with all my friends. It was dead end street. And we used to have a thing at the one end of the street called the Monkey Jungle. The other end of the street was called the Walls. If you ever went down Roseville, it ended. Anyway, it's down not far from Larkin. And it was a big cement cubicles. I don't know what they were for. The fields overgrown. There's trees going between them. And we used to play chase and hide and all kinds of games there. Okay, we were down there one one afternoon, late, well, you know, supper time area, and I decided to climb up on these walls. Like I said, they were big cubicles, mm. squares. I don't know what they were for the trains or what they were. They were some kind of storage things. Huh. Anyway, running on the walls, you know, you know, trees are growing up, you know, not big trees, not big oaks, not like that, you know, enough where you could climb up a little kid. Okay, I'm going to get away, climb up the tree, and run on the walls. Okay, I'm hiding up on the walls, and there's the other team. There's one guy on one side of the wall, the other guy on the other, and it's like, you know, two-foot cement cubicles. Like I said, they're long, they're big, 8, 10 feet square by about 8, 10 feet tall. So the one guy's on the one side, the one guy's on the other. I'm trapped on the top of the wall, and I'm going to get away. I jump into the, the tree. It's not a big tree. I'm crashing through it, hit the ground, and I said, oh, my God, something's in my back. I look, my shirt's sticking up, and as I fell through the tree, a stick is sticking out of my back. Like an arrow. Oh! My buddy came running. I said, Frankie, what happened? Matter of fact, he worked for years right over there on Seneca Street, Custom Canvas. You know, we were friends, but I guess. Yeah, the Guidos, yeah. Yeah, oh, you know, okay. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's their last last name. I'm not insulting anybody's ethnicity, lest anybody. This is the the Frankie Deformant, anyway. You know, okay. Yeah. He's the one that pulled a stick on my back. He says, You better get over to your grandma's. I remember. Go down Roseville Street. Like I said, that, it runs parallel with, well, the throughway was just getting built this back in the 60s. All right, let's not go off into the weeds. Let's stick okay, with the stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I go to my grandma. I said, Grandma, look what happened. Oh, my God. My, my, like I said, I was there on vacation. She has to call my uncle. My uncle, well, he wasn't my uncle at the time. He was going with her daughter. You know, well, they're married now. I'm glad. I'm glad it comes. Oh, my God, we got to get to the hospital. Go over to the hospital, Mercy Hospital. Again, we're in there. Got to get my parents. They got to come. They got to sign. Do all, you know what I mean? You know, got to get stitches. Now they want to keep me overnight. I said, I'm fine. What the heck? I'm looking out the window. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go play. What's the hell am I thing for? I got out the next day, and the doctor told me, you're a very lucky person. He said, that stick was all the way up to your lung. It didn't puncture. <gasps> oh, good Lord. And you still have the scar to this day? Yep. Yep. And it did, you know what? The thing that 
ironic about it, it didn't really even hurt. There was a scratch going up my back and right, you know, where it comes up to the back behind your back like that. That's I looked down, I could see my shirt sticking up, and I didn't even know what it was. Frankie came and said, I seen a stick come out. I said, oh, my Lord, this is, you know, like... Not good. Oh my! Oh my Lord, sir, you are uh, you are a trooper. Thank thank you very much, Donald. As a general rule of first aid, if you're in a situation like that, don't pull it out yourself. That needs to be done by medical professionals. There was a story back in the '70s of a guy who got upset playing golf and he hit his club against a tree. The club somehow penetrated his body. He pulled it out himself and bled out. So if you ever get impaled by something, it's not a good idea to pull it out. Let medical professionals do it. That's a general rule. Ask your own doctor. I ain't a doctor, but uh, that's one of the things that uh, I've learned along the way. Um, Let's go to Jeremy in Tonawanda with a scar story that also ties into his service to our country in the military. Hey, Tom. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. You another jarhead? Yeah, I am. This show is so big with Marines. The guys in the Air Force and the Army and the Coast Guard, they don't listen, but the Marines do. Hey, I love your show. My dad put me onto it uh, a couple years ago, and I don't even listen to music in the car anymore. I just flip on 930. It's on all day. I, well, I you're, want to start you're, you're a good. You're a good man, and I know that you're not a guy who's going to like sappy veteran stories. No, I don't. Nobody I don't. does. Um, yeah, happy birthday, Marines, happy belated birthday, and happy Veterans to happy Veterans Day to all of that's out there. Um, yes, Marines, of course, November 10th, 1775, but please, go ahead. Yes, sir, on Tavern, you know it. So, the Marine Corps was, uh, the best time of my life. Um, you know, I, I went in straight out of high school, and, uh, after 9-11, I knew I was going to deploy, and that's why I chose the Marines. I was like, if I'm going to go, I want to be around the best of the best. And um, I actually got an opportunity when I was in the School of Infantry to go out for recon. I made it into recon. I got to jump out of planes, shoot big guns, do a bunch of cool stuff. And the people I met were just absolute rock stars. I still got friends from there today all over the world. And it was just, um, man, there's a lot of adrenaline, and it was, it was, it was a lot of, of crazy times. So it w- I think it was the best time of my life, and it definitely helped mold me into the person I am now. That's that's really in, inspiring. Uh, what what you have said. I mean, not everybody has such a positive experience with the military, but you joined of your own free will. Uh, you you deployed. You served the country, and you have fond memories of it. I do, and, and of course, there's going to be memories on both sides. And and I got out after four years. Um, a lot like a couple callers ago, I didn't want to do another deployment. I didn't want to go to Afghanistan. Some funky stuff was going on. I didn't really know what was uh what was the prime mission so i just did my job and when i got home i was like you know i'm just going to go and try to you know contribute to my community when i get back home so i did have a great experience but that does tie into um to to my scar story which like i said i was i was with the reconnaissance marines and these guys used to just you know when we would get off i mean we would go crazy when we went out and Mm -hmm. being from buffalo i brought a couple buddies back up and i was like you guys need to come to clifton hill so a couple buddies, you know, want, they're, they're from the south. They got a southern draw, and we go, we go across the border. We park my car on this side of the border, 
So we walk over to Clifton Hill. We go to a club, and we're sitting in the club. And hey, hey Jeremy, of- Jeremy, I, I hate to interrupt the story, but I'm a prisoner of a clock, so I need to put you on hold, and we're going to pick up from Clifton Hill momentarily. Bunch of Marines, Clifton Hill. This isn't going to end well. Back to uh, Jeremy, uh, who spent four years serving in the United States Marines, and he's got a scar story that goes along with that because he and some Marine buddies cross the border and go to Clifton Hill. And what happens next, Jeremy? Man, so we are uh, we're in, we're in Clifton Hill. We're at a club. By the way, I'm a woodburner, and I did just write down um, that company. Outstanding. Chim- we need to get our chimney clean. Um, so we're in Clifton Hill. There's two groups of girls, and like, listen. By no means do I classify women differently by the way that they dance at the club. But this is just how it went. There was a group of a few white girls over here to the corner. They were sipping their drinks, and they looked nice to talk to. And then there was a group of black girls and some Puerto Ricans over on the other side of the club. And so Preston wanted to go and talk to one group. And my buddy Chris said, oh, no, no. He said, we're going to dance with those black girls over there. And I was like, okay. So we go and it turns into, you know, one of the times of our lives. I mean, the Southern draw and the the people from the North, it was just a great, great setup. We end up going back to a hotel to party and you know we take our jackets off or whatever and one of the girls ended up going through all of our clothes or our jackets and things and stole the money out of our wallet while we were there so i thought we found out kind of halfway through when we went downstairs to where she was she was with a guy we hadn't seen and we asked him about it and he said yeah hold on one second and he went to the to the trunk and he 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 grabbed a beer bottle out of his trunk and he threw it at us and then comes another bottle. Before you know it, we're all standing there. We're trying to, like, kind of defend ourselves and, and dodge these beer bottles. And the girl who had stolen the money came up behind me with a broken beer bottle. And she tried to stab me in the stomach. And I jumped out of the way, and it hit me in the wrist, right on the inside of my wrist. So I'm, I pick my hand up, and the blood squirts all over my buddy's shirt, just like up and down it was just squirting out i was like we need to go so we just you know escape and evade like we know how i i put pressure on the wound i'm like we got to get my car but we walked over the border so i'm like oh man how are we going to do this i have my buddies who have never been here they run across so they go across the border so they walk that's the second time they cross they get my car they drive it back over the border they pick me up. I'm in the back seat. Then now we drive over. Now it's the fourth time we're trying to cross. I'm just holding the wound in the back seat. The guy looks into the window and he says, you guys all still with second recon battalion? And I went white. I went absolute white. I was like, they know everything about me. For whatever reason, he let us go through, which I, to this day I still think is absolutely unbelievable. And to wrap the story, story up, my uncle and my grandfather are both um, doctors, and I went to my uncle's house, and he stitched me up on the kitchen table. Um, that I, I, is... I got dropped. That, dude, that, that's an amazing story. Uh, the only thing missing was the Charles Bronson moment where you got revenge on the dude <laughs> and the woman. I did get revenge on the woman, but I, it were on the air. And, I mean, to be honest, let's just say... I kind of basketball palmed her face, and she went down right where she broke the bottle. 
to stab me. And I don't know what her face looks like these days, but I'm sure she could probably call in for a scar story as well. Oh, my. Okay. Dude, you're a see me out. You remind me that you're the Marine from Clifton Hill, and uh, I will pick up your bar tab, okay? <laughs> okay. All right, man. Thanks Thank so you. Of course, if your dad and uncle are doctors, maybe you ought to pick up mine. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Thank you uh, very much, Thank Jeremy. You. Hey, uh, gang, you know what? I'm out of time, and I feel horrible because you guys were on hold, but some people had stories that I just – how how could that possibly have been speeded up? It was told with economy of words and with precision, with passion, and it was just a great story. So I'm sorry I couldn't get to everybody. I never know what I'm going to get. I'm like Forrest Gump with a box of chocolates when it comes to calls. Some people just know how to tell one heck of a story and – we had some people who certainly did. So uh, thanks, everybody, for all the interest in the show. Again, no no schmaltz, no, no sappiness, but uh, thank you to the veterans, and uh, you are appreciated and loved. You know that. Thanks to Josh Schmidt at Master Control, pitching another perfect game as he's wearing his Blue Jays tee. He's got more sports T-shirts than uh, you know. Hard Rock Cafe has guitars. Anyway, uh, it's Bowerly. Have a great weekend on News Radio 930 WBEN. And go Bills, even if it's Joshless. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.